All right, thank you, Scott Shannon, and thanks to all of you for being with us. Here's our toll-free number. It is 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, so we had one vote for Jim Jordan for speaker. Uh, he fell short. Look, um, none of this, the, the process, the making of the sausage, if you will, and, and where does that phrase come from, making of the sausage? If you saw how sausage was made, you probably would never want to eat it. Linda, have you ever seen sausage made? You don't want I to have, eat unfortunately. It. It, it doesn't bother me at all. I mean, oh really? It's no. I'm, I'm like, oh, I get. Well, you more do interested. like to watch brain surgery. I don't know that you're the right, you know, benchmark for this conversation. That's true. I've I have I've been in in brain surgery and I watched it. I'm like, can I please get closer? And yeah, when I gross. got in the when I got in the operating room, uh, the first thing that I'm being asked by everybody, um, how do you feel about blood? And I'm like, I have no problem with blood as long as it's not, especially if it's not mine. You're like, <laughs> I like it so much. I'm going to film this and send it to people who it makes throw up. It's going to be great. It's the most amazing experience. I mean, I, in this particular case, I watched somebody's, you know, an incision is made. The skin of somebody's face is literally peeled down and and they go into the the, the sort of bottom stem of the, the brain and, and part of the skull is taken off. I, I, it's fascinating. I mean, you just I, I watch this and I and I just am blown away by it. I, I really. I, I would say the process we're watching on our on our floor of our legislative body no, is not quite as invigorating. Here's the problem we have: is is you have a lot of angry people and you got a lot of egomaniacs here. So you know the fact that it may take multiple vo- votes to get here. I'll tell you the two outcomes that can happen, and I know a lot of you want to call your representatives, and and frankly, they're supposed to be public servants. You know, well, you don't want a pressure campaign. This is making us mad and everything. And when, and Sean Hannity asked us questions like, you know, I, were my questions that hard? Were they that arduous? You know, are, do, do, I've heard that you're not voting for Jim Jordan. Can you tell us why? How do you plan to open up the people's house? Can you tell us how? You know, with all that's going on in the world, don't you think it's imperative with the Middle East and Europe and borders and and appropriations bills incomplete and the and the people's house shut down uh can, can you tell me when it's, it's going to be open are you are you would you ever under any circumstances work with democrats as has been reported everywhere uh to select a speaker i don't think those are tough questions at all and many by the way many of the people we sent it to they they answered and they were very very gracious in their answers not that hard so you, how do we analyze the fact that in this vote today, and Jim Jordan got over got 200, uh, how do you analyze that six Republican votes went to McCarthy, seven went to Scalise, three went to Lee Zeldin, one went to Garcia, one went to the uh, Minnesota Congressman Emmer, one went to Cole, one went to Massey, one absent. You know, and I can give you the names of all the people that did it. Look, we expect that there's going to be a second vote today, maybe a third vote tomorrow. However, this is this this is my admonition. I don't care how you all look as you make the sausage. I really don't. I'm not I'm not emotionally involved in this. But however, if you come up short of anything, if you come up anything short of electing a speaker, in this case, Jim Jordan has the support of 200 Republicans. He needs 16 more. It doesn't, it doesn't sound like a lot. And if you can't 
get over the fact that, well, your guy lost or you didn't like the process or you didn't like this or you didn't like that. And you can't put aside that your own personal, you know, agenda, whatever it happens to be, or the idea you're mad that your guy didn't win, whatever the reason, you've got to put it aside because if you don't see the big picture, the patience of the American people, my patience is running thin with all of this. And you're going to risk putting all of your jobs in jeopardy in the process. Because if you can't lead, and by the way, a temporary speaker empowered, you know, McHenry empowered for till January, that is not doing your job. Your job is to select a speaker. That is not your job to give us a temporary person and, and empower that person just for 60 or 90 days is is not leading. The people's house needs to be open, especially during troubled times. And these are troubled times. And everybody knows that McCarthy's not running. Everybody knows Scalise is not running. Everybody knows that this is what we call a protest vote, or if some might refer to it as a temper tantrum vote. I don't know how you want to refer to it. But the longer that this goes on, the confidence in the the people in this country is going to, you know, significantly decrease in the Republican Party's ability to lead. I know you have thin margins. I know it's not easy. But if all of you don't come to this simple, basic truth and conclusion that you are all going to win together or you're all going to lose together. It's not going to be, oh, well, I stood on my my principle and I stood with Steve Scalise or I voted for Kevin McCarthy because this shouldn't have happened in the first place. Whatever your reason, your rationale, your wherefore, your why, it doesn't negate the fact that, you know, we're now headed towards the two week mark where the people's house has been closed and important business needs to be done. And you're you are elected to do a job. And the first order of business is to choose the speaker. And now you're in the process and you have an opportunity, probably will have another opportunity today. And if I assume if, if that vote gets closer and we get to tomorrow, maybe by then they'll wise up after hearing from a lot of the their constituents that they're sick and tired of this, you know, Adam Schiff show that goes on in the swamp and the sewer. Because, you know, w- w- listen, let me put it this way. Democrats are loving this. The White House is loving this. Everybody except the American people are benefiting from this. Democrats are benefiting. They're getting, you know, cheap political points. And it's just time for you guys to do your job. It's that simple. And open up the people's house and get back to work. Roll up your sleeves, get back to work. It's not that it's not that complicated here. And, you know, the idea that you were asked a few questions or, you know, people are calling and, and everything and they're being mean, uh, you know, and I and I see all these groups have been given out the number. We've given out the, the switchboard number a million times. I don't even want to get into that today because you know what to do. You know who it is. But I will tell you this. Any one member can move with a motion to vacate and put us in this position. That has to stop. It has to be more serious than that. But we'll see what happens. Democrats are offering Speaker Pro Tem, you know, Patrick McHenry in North Carolina a deal to temporarily grant him full powers. Um, I'm sorry, that's not leadership by the Republican rank and file. Nor is it, you know, healthy if some of these Republicans are peeled away and would actually partner with Democrats and elect Hakeem Jeffries as Speaker. 
If I read one more story about that, I think I'll burst a blood vessel. So, look, I don't care if it takes a few votes. I don't care if it takes today and tomorrow. But after that, my patience is zero for Republicans. You know, it, it's, it's just, it has to happen. They take their first vote. It's now two weeks to the day after Speaker McCarthy was ousted. The House last week went, you know, they last went two weeks without a speaker. That was, what, 1849, according to Chad Pergram. And in that case, they finally elected Howell Cobb of Georgia as speaker. But the House votes repeatedly, you know, during the interim and and finally settled on Cobb, in that case, on the 63rd ballot. Jim Jordan has significantly narrowed the gap from yesterday in in his push to become speaker. He's, He's now the magic number is 216 today. So he needs 16 more votes. And if you look at the votes that I was just referring to for Speaker McCarthy, if you look at the votes, you know, for Steve Scalise, all right, in the case of McCarthy, you know, that's six. In the case of Scalise, that's seven. In the case of Zeldin, boom, you got your 16. And then you still have, what, five other votes that you could go with. Um, Why are people voting the way they are? I really, I just honestly don't care. It's not that important to me. I think a lot of it is ego and a lot of it is they're mad. But I just remind them all, not that they ever will listen to Sean Hannity or care about what Sean Hannity says. But they will care what their constituents say. And, you know, if you I'm, I'm not telling people what to do, but you know how to get in contact with your elected officials. Remember, they're supposed to be public servants. This is not that hard. You know, we have a world that's collapsing around us. It's time to get to work. Now we've got Iran warning there may be an imminent preemptive action against Israel by them. I will tell you if that if there is that level of escalation, because now Israel's looking at the possibility of a two-front war. In the north, they would be fighting Hezbollah in, out of Lebanon, and in the south, Gaza and Hamas. And if, in fact, Iranian... If the Iranians, and they said yesterday that Israel can expect a preemptive action if Israel launches their defense after the worst terror attacks in their history, yeah, guess what? They're saying all options are open and cannot be indifferent. Whatever whatever Israel needs to do to defend itself and protect its country, they are going to do. So Iran can make all the threats they want. The Iranian foreign minister, all options are open. We cannot be indifferent to the war crimes committed against the people of Gaza. In the coming hours, we can expect a preemptive action by the resistance front, they're telling Reuters. Top Iranian diplomat not specifying what he meant by preemptive action. If Iran enters this war, I promise you it'll be like It'll be unlike any war we have ever seen. By the way, John Kirby, no question that Hamas, you know, hostage is seen in a video speaking under duress. Of course they're under duress. Have you seen the hostage videos of these Hamas, you know, uh, terrorists holding up little babies that they kidnapped? Now they think the number of, of, of people captive held hostage is as many as two to three hundred. 
So this is now going to go, this is going to ratchet up really quickly. Not sure exactly what the point of Joe Biden going there is about. I've been told from my sources that on the one hand, Joe Biden is, you know, saying all the right things that uh, uh, Hamas needs to be eliminated, but you can't stay there and, and you can't annihilate Gaza. Okay, so you want to put handcuffs on Israel as they fight their war. The same thing you did to Ukraine and wasting our money in Ukraine by putting handcuffs on the on the Ukrainians to fight back. Senator Tom Cotton has called on the Biden Department of Homeland Security now to deport pro Hamas foreign nationals. I, I reported this yesterday. Nineteen Iranians caught in the last week at our border. What are, what are Iranians doing at our border? How did they get there? Who paid for that? 17 Syrians who paid for them and cotton is saying uh can you immediately deport any foreign national especially any alien on a student visa that has expressed support for Hamas and its murderous attack on Israel that's that's simple basic fundamental common sense Josh Hawley calling on the Biden DOJ to investigate pro Hamas groups on America's college campuses that's 101 also but it's also simple, simple, basic national security that you control your own borders and you don't allow in eight million people in three years like Joe Biden has without any vetting, no background checks and, and just free transportation to the city of your choice. I mean, that is the biggest national security threat by design that I've ever seen or heard of in my life. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN is a number if you want to be a part of the program. You know, many people, they have no idea that there's an invisible gap in their home's protection. For most people, the biggest investment they have and the most equity they have is in their home. Now, this invisible threat is house stealing from FBI crime stories. And I quote, quote, con artists pick a house. It can be a vacation home, a rental property or the home that someone's living in right now. They transfer the deed because everybody's deed is online. Usually so is your signature. But anyway, they transfer the deed of the house into their name by obtaining the forms using fake IDs. They fill out the paperwork with proper authorities and they steal your home. Now they own it. And once that step is complete, they start taking out loans using your home as collateral or they'll just sell your home from underneath you. And if you start looking for them, they're long gone. Anyway, go to our friends at HomeTitleLock.com and get rid of this invisible gap secure your home's title anyway it's it's very simple hometitlelock.com they're going to send you a complete title they'll do a complete title scan of your home's title verify your home is still in your name and your first 30 days of triple lock title protection are absolutely free hometitlelock.com use the promo code sean hometitlelock.com promo code sean s-e-a-n